Well, here we go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a hair dye depleting, macing, T-barring, slapjacking episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything, everything, everything. Well, the debut of Retribution. What a success that was. Man, we're going to dive into this week's Wednesday Night Wars, of course, and get you primed for the clash of the champions. All those champions are all going to be clashing. Matt, that much more. Uh, we might talk about caramel apple cider. Uh, Angry Orchard can suck a dick. You should get Blake's. Yeah, there's a product for you. And Matt, it's a hot week for me. I'm getting the keys to my new house. It's going to be WWE in my house. How about that? <laughs> Matt, how are things over at the Casa de Eddie? Uh, I think they're doing great. Mike, you know I had, um... I had quite the stressful morning. Uh, I just... I did an interview, alright? And it's with a very prominent figure. And everybody knows that we, uh, we have a, a podcast that revolves around the Detroit Red Wings. So, of course, I, uh, I actually got in contact with someone that uh, has been writing about the Red Wings his entire life um so why is that difficult to talk about well basically i mean like you want to make sure that you can keep up with that guy right and um i tried to brush up on the history of a 120 year old hockey franchise how did that go at least right at least the 40 years that he's been (laughs) writing um and i it went fantastic and uh the man is is keith gave he is the uh, writer of the book, The Discussion 5. He uh, helped contribute and produce for the documentary film, The Discussion 5. So if uh, you're a Red Wings fan, you've heard of... Did I just say The Discussion 5? Yeah, the, I was like, wait, Russian is that where five. we got our old show That's now? Our show, old show name from? Damn it. Did you, did you tell him about that? No, I was so nervous and excited to talk to him. There, there were things like that that I missed, and... Uh, a little, little oh. disappointed in myself, but it's it's fine. I think I think it's fine. Um. Anyway, let me adjust the camera here. I'm just realizing that I'm barely on the camera. You're gonna say I'm, I didn't realize I'm showing my bare ass. I'm not wearing pants for this episode. <laughs> um. Matt, where can the beautiful people find us and some new blogs that are coming out? Uh, Everything Brothers of Discussion. I feel like, is there, do you think there's cause to discuss the blog so then we can have like an accompanying video and like pull it from this? Because I, it's a very... I think we should do live readings. Ooh. Um, be like a book, like a book club. Yeah, I, I, I like that idea. Um, you can find us at BOD Podcast. Uh, it's BODpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com for all the blogs, all the old episodes if you want to catch up with us and uh, who we are. Um, They're not old episodes, it's the archive. It's the right. archive of find deep cuts. <laughs> uh, there you go. Find uh, our YouTube channel as the Brothers of Discussion. Uh, we have our Instagram that shares um, responsibilities for both the, both the hockey podcast show. Jesus. Ugh. God, spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, <laughs> for the hockey podcast now. Is that a new... Is that a new fill-in for curse words, or did you eat spaghetti and meatballs? Oh, spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, Oh, spaghetti and meatballs. Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this crazy guy driving (laughs) above the speed limit. Spaghetti and meatballs, you. (laughs) Roll it down. Yeah, spaghetti and meatballs, you. (laughs) 
<laughs> doing your uh what's his name impression uh red-haired comedian he's bald now um the hell's his name you broke into it on accident uh, uh he was in the mandalorian for one episode oh uh bill burr yeah see that one i put i i would put a little more stink on it. like yeah yo roll it down yeah i got something to say to you yeah you big yeah meatballs ball fuck you yeah yeah that's my Bill Burr. That's <laughs> that the first voice I did had a little bit of I don't know like Grover was kind of mixed in. There's a lot going on. Oh, go ahead. I really I'm gonna adopt spaghetti and meatballs as a curse from now on. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, so where was I? I? I'm really all scrambled because I I've been running uh like at a hundred miles an hour trying to get my head around that interview this morning. I woke up way too early uh didn't drink enough coffee uh all, all that stuff is mixed together for this and i'm so sad because we waited so long to go live that now we have zero viewers but so that's okay so we can like kind of catch up here and figure out we'll where just my keep cranking at. them out that's right <laughs> um but yeah uh it's uh it's the the youtube it's everywhere uh where you can find podcasts that's where you can find the brothers of discussion um and if, if you need that hub, it's anchor.fm slash brothers of discussion for all the podcast uh, avenues that you can find us. You can also support the show at anchor.fm slash brothers of discussion. And uh, yeah, give us, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that if you have the money, what we're trying to do is build on the show. Uh, Mike, as I, I sent you a text message earlier today. Uh, in discussions with a couple of AEW superstars to try and get them on the show. So uh, that's the type of thing that we can bring to you. We can get you those discussions with uh, with those AEW uh, wrestlers. Uh, but what we're trying to do is continue to boost the production value of this so that when they take a peek, they're like, oh, these guys, they take this seriously. Uh, I'll have to make a third box here. Everybody's seeing the two boxes of our faces. I'll, I'll have to struggle to put that third box. Um, but yeah, you guys will see our production value increase later in the show as we discuss uh, Clash of Champions, which, uh, Mike, you alluded to earlier in your intro. Um, and uh, we've also got uh, those nice transitions. So uh, the Clash of Champions one isn't too flashy uh, because Matt had to do an update on his... Um, <coughs> what do you call that? Uh, it's the uh, driver um, for, um, like, processing uh, video. Uh, uh, I'm not sure, man. I, I, uh, the three yeah, wood. I can't, I can't think of it. <laughs> three wood. All right. Let, 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 me find, let me find one of my transitions here. Because, Mike, uh, I, I'm done pumping the show. It's time to do some wrestling news. Woo! It says wrestling news, Mike, on the screen. I know, I know you don't watch the show, so you're the <laughs> you're the talent. Um, but yeah, it's a cool transition. All right, we're here for wrestling news. Woo! Yeah, we are. All right. Well, I I mean, the, our intros are always really high energy. Um, uh, but we uh, we lost a, a legend this week. Uh, Joe Laurinaitis, um, obviously animal from Legion of Doom. Um, you know. There's never a great way to, you know, break this news. I guess the silver lining is these guys usually die really young, and I guess it's not as bad because he was 60 at least. I, there's, there's I no silver lining. I, I, yeah. I, I, there's no that. It's it's just tough for wrestlers. Um, 
But uh, I know Animal was, you know, half a Legion of Doom, and, you know, you and I love talking Animal. Uh, they were definitely in one of our, you know, top five favorite tag teams of all time. And, um, you know, they're, they're characters that, uh, you know, there's some uh, some dudes they kind of pulled from in the 80s. You know, they pulled a little George Miller, too, with uh, the Mad Max references. But uh, I think to really uh, popularize it, they uh, they took that extra step. They were the ones who, who brought that energy you know, that, you know, what a rush. that was, you know, when that drop guitar hit, um, it was, it was an electrifying moment as a wrestling fan. Um, it was an electrifying moment for the two of us as tag team fans. Cause we were brothers. So we always rooted for tag teams. Cause we were like, yeah, we're the, we're the tag team, you know, we're a tag team. Well, so we'd get up we the neighborhood the, kids and we had the action figures. So yeah. we, we liked them. So, I mean, that, that's like, why there's still action figures made. That's why you got to make sure the kids are happy because we became fans of the Legion of Doom just because somebody who had no idea who they were bought us the action figures. That's how it all starts. Yeah. I mean, um, I think these guys really laid the groundwork uh, for a lot of uh, contemporary big men. Um, You know, not only were they, you know, powerful, um, they had a lot of great, uh, you know, power slams, um they also had that you know the the tower in the in the turnbuckle where they'd get uh, an opponent you know on the shoulders other you know hawk would come flying across and close landing off the top um so they had the athleticism too so you know that that blend of strength and um agility i think they kind of help you know pave that road for a lot of the big guys that we see now and some guys that we're going to talk about a little bit later in today's episode um but yeah you know when we when we were growing up uh, we we knew them as uh, you know getting managed by Sonny as they started to evolve and you know kind of towards the tail end of their careers. So it's only yeah. you know thanks to like the WWE Network that we uh, can kind of see them in their you know real glory days. But um, you know even when we were you know um, young young kids, these guys were were still giving it their all and um, rocking the balls. So Matt, any last words uh, for Mr. Laurenitis? No, I, th- I think you touched on it all. And, uh, you know, the one thing I-, I know everybody already knows that happened. Um, and I think I was pretty hard last week on people creating like blog posts about the passing of a, of a particular superstar. And I, th- I think the distinction here between what we're doing and that idea is that we just wanted that opportunity to say, like, you know, we touched we touched on the childhood uh, memories and, and how important those were to us. And I, I think that's what we want to continue to focus on is like those actual feelings, uh, because it's been reported and uh, we're not we're not sitting here thinking that we are delivering that message. But, um, you know, we, if 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 we had uh, some viewers with us right now, we, we'd love to discuss, uh, you know, and hear from you guys uh your, your feelings on, on the, the passing of, uh, you know, the road warrior animal. Uh, we know it meant a lot to a lot of people. So sometimes you don't get that opportunity to share. We're, we're hoping that we offer the community uh, so that you can share your feelings. Uh, part of the reason we have a Facebook group and we know we had a lot of people uh, sharing their thoughts uh, once it was reported. Uh, somebody was kind enough to actually make a thread uh, for road warrior animal. So, um you know that's that's what we're hoping to do here and uh i think mike you put it the best way and uh yeah it's uh i guess we're moving on to um 
some less sad news, but um, in the grand scheme of things, not anything we're, we're going to be too psyched to discuss. It's uh, Retribution. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> as far as doing references to, uh, you know, Mad Max in the, in the imagination of director George Miller, um, Legion of Doom nailed it. Um, Retribution, uh, also a fan of George Miller, I would say. Uh, oh, well, quick, they put a first uh, Brent, draft Brent out says, there. Uh, Brent says R.I.P. Road Warrior. Oh, thanks, Brent. Um, Brent, uh, I'm really glad he's here because we're going to talk about Retribution. Um, they have a lot of, uh, um, you know, they're, they're ring members now wear these masks that are definitely uh, allusions to, you know, Mad Max. Uh, I, but uh, some of the names, um, I... I I, uh, I don't know if they, they really combed through the list of uh, options there because it definitely felt like they looked around at things, uh, you know, in a garage or in an apartment and just, uh, you know, threw some stuff at a wall and tried to see what would stick. Uh, we've got Mace. Uh, we've got T-Bar, Slapjack. Uh, there's other members as of yet unnamed. I got to think that we have uh, Smoke Alarm, uh, Cat Tree, Frog Tank, uh, Plastic Cup. Matt, what do you got over there for your retribution members? Uh, webcam. Uh, Ooh, webcam. You don't fuck lanyard. with webcam. Lanyard. Lanyard. Uh, <laughs> He'll choke you out, man. You don't want to get stuck in a lanyard lock. All right. Yeah, I like that, I, too. Honestly, though, like, can, I, I'm about to say this one. This is legit. Like, uh -oh. this is this should legit be, like, it totally fits the mace and T-bar. But, Funko Pop. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm Funko, Funko Pop. Pop. Like, coming in all... <laughs> ripped up and tatted I, I that that one's legit i i think that i think you could sell that as, as a legit name but um what do we have uh i wanted to look up the because somebody did the um you know what what is a slapjack in the urban dictionary um, oh I, yeah i, I it's believe a, it's when you you ejaculate on your hand and then slap somebody in the face with it. right uh we have um there, there's a gentleman in the chat right now uh, who could maybe uh, give us a little bit more info. Give us first first-hand experience what it's like. I don't I don't want to shout him out in case he's he's too. We, we got our we got our man in the field who's uh, who's having a slapjack fit right now. I, yeah, it's a jism followed by a, a, a slap him. So <laughs> I uh, whew. Uh, so Amy Amy, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, when I hear their names, the TLC song Scrubs uh, plays in my head. Uh... <laughs> so I, I have some questions. Is uh, is our Mad Max is our Mad Max correspondent still um, on the scene? Is Brent still there? All right. You know he watches the whole episode, so I'm assuming he's. Because my question is, are the names that bad? Are they actually a, a true um, uh, throwback to Mad Max? Because here we go, Matt. So we we know in Retribution we've got. T-Bar, Slapjack, and Mace. Uh, but combing through some of the famous Bad Max characters outside of Max, we've got Toe Cutter, uh, Jim Goose. Um, we've got Grease Rat, Clunk, Mudguts. Uh, does that mean he has diarrhea? I don't know about Mudguts. Uh, Fifi McAfee, uh, Dibonando, uh, Lair, Fat Nancy, Grinner. Maybe these names aren't as bad as we think. Maybe they're just honest to God Mad Max references. 
Is our correspondent uh, in the field still there to weigh in on this? He's he's here. Uh, uh, our correspondent. Uh, how how do you feel about those names that Mike just ran out there as our our, our Mad Max? Uh, what, what would you say? Outside of it just being a correspondent, there's Lord Humongous. Oh, I mean, he's a yeah. Lord, Lord, yeah, Lord... Humongous is the uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that I'm, that's that's the bar, right? I mean, we're trying to get to Lord Humongous, and there's the Doof Warrior. Um, so we're, yep. we're getting your we're getting the response. Immortan Joe, the Furiosa. I mean, are those as why why are why why was T Bar Mace and Slapjack? uh you know kind of looked down upon but, but we look at the cast and characters of mad max with reverence what what <laughs> happened matt what's what's the disparity here that you know we honor mad max and retribution uh just got annihilated on twitter and uh greg greg is uh greg just showed up mike and greg says uh, just normal apocalyptic names i i'm right there with you i i think the problem was there? There's too many people with influence that jumped on the Dark Knight and said that they were doing Bane when it was way too obvious that this was this was Road Warriors. This was this was you know an homage uh, to Animal before it it, uh, it happened. Honestly, yeah. I'm not I'm not trying I'm not being facetious here because that's they that's what they were doing. They were the Road Warriors. That's they they wanted to look like they were straight out of Mad Max. Um, yeah. So that's. That's what this this that's the connection. And too many people let I think it's because the Dark Knight, you know, isn't too far behind. Uh, Mad Max, even though we had uh, Fury Road, I, I, uh, how do I want to say this? Um, because that was well received. That did make a lot of money. Uh, I I don't know. It just it it's not it didn't stick, like I like think the Dark Knight did. So people or no, you know what? It was even Dark Knight Rises. So um uh infamously easy to make fun of so i i think that's where that attachment comes from well i i think that part of the problem was the uh um like the presentation of the characters because part of mad max is that it's i mean it gets a little dark but it's still kind of a you know like a over-the-top action movie and you know going in like all right you know this, this is going to be insane when you you know look at the IMDb page and you see uh, a list of thespians that includes Mudguts, Toe Cutter, uh, Beano, Grease Rat, and Clunk. Um, <laughs> you kind of know what you're getting into. And I think with Retribution, they can be okay. I think they just really got to do what the New Day did. Um, you know, they came in as black preachers and we were all like, man, come on, WWE. But like, they sold it tongue in cheek. And then we were all kind of like, all right, they're kind of making fun of it. And at least they're kind of embracing how like over the top it is. So I, I think that this could still work if T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack um, really double down and like embrace uh, the Mad Maxian of their identities now. Um, don't, don't worry about looking silly. Don't worry about people laughing at you on Twitter. Like a lot of first drafts sucked. And I think that the, the New Day is what they should look at to be like, all right, maybe we got a little chicken shit, but we could definitely chicken salad this bad boy, all right? Because Mad Max, great movie, all right? Um, it stars guys named Mudguts and Clunk. I think I can make T-Bar work. I think I, we can be all right. It's it's commitment, right? It, it's yeah. right now while people are shitting on it, you just have to hold on because everybody hates a new entrance song which i mean keith lee legit that song 
But everybody hates the new entrance song. They always hate new attire. Uh, they always hate, you know, the character changes when they first start. And the new day is the perfect example. But uh, you just you gotta hang on. You gotta hold on. Uh, and uh, it it just it'll become a part of our viewing experience if they hold on. They can't they can't pull back. Uh, as you know, as somebody was pointing out earlier today, that Alistair Black seems to go week by week of uh, whether or not he's going to have an eye patch. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into that because it's not too big a news. Because uh, Mike, we have breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. news. Check your show notes. Dave Meltzer. Oh my God. The turd sandwich of all turd sandwiches. Breaking news, Mike. It worked. Warhorse does a match with Cody Rhodes and everything we said that you should get out of a match with Cody Rhodes seems to be working out because Warhorse is now in contract negotiations with the WWE. How do you feel about after watching Warhorse and Cody go at it, which I was not, I would, I will, I have no problem <laughs> saying I was not entirely impressed with that. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, this definitely feels like, uh, um, you know, like the Yankees kind of swooping in and getting like an eighth outfielder that they're never going to use uh, just so the Mets never get a chance to sign him. Um, I, I don't know where he's really going to fit in. I, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. I want to see more of him on my TV. Um, uh, he's going to fit in great in the performance center for about four years. Um, he's going to look... I, and I, you know what? That's a jest. I, he did not look that bad, but he didn't. He definitely doesn't have like he, he's he. Green is okay. I'm gonna say green because we saw him in in the ring with somebody he doesn't tussle with a lot. It, it looked very clumsy. And a guy who is not not green uh, can go in the ring with anybody at any time. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna confidently say that we we might get some shit for that. Um, but I, uh, and just so everybody knows, I, I, I do see the comments. I want to come back to, uh, the T-bar conversation in a second, but I, 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 we always, we always transition too fast and then we get everybody's response and I, we gotta, we gotta go back and get, we got some good responses here about, uh, retribution, but, yeah. um, just to finish the breaking news comment, that's where I'm at with this. I think, um, it, it's one of those things that is fan effing fantastic for warhorse that is exactly why he would do that match with aew i'm not saying he did it specifically to sign with wwe but goddamn get get your goddamn money man do it get that match with cody and then sign that big old contract somewhere else i don't he could have been new japan he could have got signed up with impact but if you're making wwe money and you get to learn from triple h possibly at the performance center cody is not a bad guy to learn from i'm just saying if that's the situation Fuck man, he just he just nailed it. I mean, you know who else gets those opportunities? Fucking guys that have been in the NFL for years, and and then Triple H goes, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll teach you how to do WWE wrestling. Like they're looking for those names, and and this is a guy, and you know, I think we could confidently say a, a football player walking into the Performance Center and Warhorse walking in, he's gonna be miles ahead of them, but. I, I think it also is pretty obvious that he could use a little bit more polishing. Strong oh, words. 
That's it. Matt I, wants a Matt wants I a want flood of comments. Him. I want it for him. I want it so that he can get polished. I want it. I want somebody to polish Warhorse. I'm gonna go polish Warhorse. You want him to be you know a I'm jet flying, woo, limousine driving, woo, kiss stealing, woo. wheeling dealing, woo. son of a warhorse, woo. That's what you want. And then you want him to, you know, go over to AEW and then get back to his indie roots. I see what you're doing here. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Why not do that too? You want him to um, be, uh, you want him to be a little Michael Keaton. You know, get that Batman money, kind of coast off for like 20 years, and then come back to AEW as the Birdman, um, and then just, uh, you know, start doing weird indie stuff like uh, no. starring in a McDonald's match or something. It's not you know, like that. All right, be I'll the founder. Now we gotta go. Warhorse. The... He's the Michael Keaton. All right, we got some retribution comments, man. What's right. going on? Uh. <clears throat> Here, here's all right. Uh, Greg, Greg threw out there, and I'm sorry, Greg, I missed this. But uh, Batman is a bad guy, and back with Razel Ghoul. Maybe Bane, uh, Brock, will come back as a babyface. So, Greg, maybe I missed another comment, man. But you just, oh, sorry. <laughs> There's another one. I was like, holy shit, where'd that come from? All right. First, Greg said the Batman storyline got distorted, like a fiend vignette. Uh, Batman is a bad guy and back with Ra's al Ghul. Maybe Bane will come back as a babyface and he's uh, calling Bane Brock. Um, I, you know what would be... That would be giving way too much credit first, I think, to the WWE writers to dive that deep, Greg. Um, but, uh, you know, it's funny, Greg, would you bring up the storylines? I'm always on board. I just always think back to what we've seen so far and I go, all right. Um, the problem... to think that deep? Yeah. The problem with Greg, your theory is there's a lot of cohesion, uh, which you're not going to find uh, at WWE. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the problem. You got to just throw more, just more darts out there, and yeah, you got to you know, make sure down, they don't Greg. connect that's, to anything. That's way too smart. <laughs> um, you know, like there's that no. scene where a detective in a movie has a bunch of pictures, and then there's yarn connecting all the threads. You want to do that, but you don't want any yarn. It's a <laughs> lot of pictures, no yarn. That's a WWE way. You'll get hired in a minute. Um, now, I don't yeah, want to make uh, anybody jealous with this comment, but um, I think it's pretty obvious that my favorite person to talk Shit's Creek with on Twitter is at NeonGhost41, who goes by Venus Blue. Uh, we will go is she here? A what was that? Is she here? She's on, on Twitter. Uh, I, I have a retribution comment I'm going to read in a second. But, oh, good. Um, uh, she goes by Venus Blue, so you can find her either one of those ways. But uh, we are bouncing on the ceiling right now because Shit's Creek just swept uh, at the Emmys. I'm always accidentally saying the Grammys, uh, which I I do think that uh, <laughs> uh, is it uh, Dan Levy. Yeah, he could. T I, I have all the confidence in the world in him winning a Grammy. But anyway, uh, what uh, again at Neon Ghost uh, 41? She's thrown out there. Mace is fine. T-Bar could be worse. That is probably going to be fine. I, I'm going to read it the way I, I'm picturing her saying it. Uh, Slapjack makes me laugh every time. But if it keeps going, I'll just accept it. it it's fine. <laughs> I, I'm picturing... It, it's fine. It, it's fine. I mean, like, uh, at this point, now that he's Slapjack, you just... You got a shorty G that shit. You just go yeah, you go all in. You don't you don't uh, get laughed at and you go, you know what? Actually, it's, it's Lawrence. No! Great. Lawrence, great it's Slapjack. <laughs> great, great final point, though. Um, the fact that they seem like they're leaning into it on Twitter makes me immediately love it more. And that is exactly what they need to do. They, 
absolutely have to lean into it. They have to own it. They have to just keep riding it. I, I there's there's only one way to get it past WWE fans, and it's to do the old you know Planet of the Apes is where I always know it from. But you've got to close those eyes, cover I, the ears. Well, uh, I guess you got to keep talking so you can't cover your mouth. But I mean, I know. It's, I know it's kind of a mishmash of cultural references because uh, there's a lot of hens in that WWE hen house writing room. But I, at this point, if you're going to wrestle in the Thunderdome, uh, name half your, you know, the, the members uh, after inanimate objects laying around, you know what? Just go all in. Bring the Doof Warrior out for their, their big entrance at a pay-per-view. Let him play an electric guitar attached to flamethrowers. And that crowd will turn 180 and worship Retribution and sell out those T-shirts in five minutes. If you get a Doof Warrior out there, you get Corey Taylor out there, write a Slipknot song with a flamethrower. Um, <laughs> we are not your card unless your card is Mad Max. Like, people will lose their mind and just give all their money to WWE. Go all in. I know it's AEW-esque to say all in, but do it. Now, real quick, this show would not be the live show. Uh, I mean, uh, so Amy, you're you're putting yourself out there, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you. So Amy says she loves Shit's Creek. Amy, the next time that uh, at Neon Ghost Forty One and I start doing Shit's Creek gifts, I'm throwing you in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you in the deep end, and you've got to come Ooh. up. You you got to come swinging, because we'll have a whole conversation just gifts. So Amy. I am going to be so happy to have you in those conversations. I'm throwing you in there next time because I didn't know that you like Shit's Creek. So now now you're a part of this team. You're on the Shit's Creek team. This is now a Shit's Creek podcast, everybody. So uh, the genius okay. of Dan Levy, just it starts with him being himself, right? But you got to be an exaggerated version to sell yourself on uh, Canadian TV. And Man, we're... It, it's all right. I'm Wrap sorry. it up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Amy, you know what? Next time I'm in a Twitter thread and I'm talking to another fanatic of uh, the breed of dog known as Pug, and you want to get in on that, what's better, the fawn color or the black ones? Um, and then which of their many ailments is your favorite? Is it the that they can't breathe, uh, when they sneeze too hard, their eyes pop out of their head, uh, that they can't walk, uh, their faulty bone structure? You're going to be there because it is a blasty blast to talk about uh, uh, Pug physical health. Uh, it's quickly become a pug physical health show, if I may. All right, well, let's get back into the wrestling, Matt. Uh, here we go. Uh, so we got NXT TakeOver right around the corner. Um, an NXT champion is returning or something. That's the uh, the gist of, like, that people are coming up with on, on, the, on Twitter. Um, uh, so I, I'm saying... I, it's obviously CM Punk. How's it not Samoa Joe? No, <laughs> yeah, oh. I, no, that's that's the that's the best one. If we want to play this seriously, it's it's uh, it's uh, Samoa Joe or um, oh my god, Kevin Owens, uh, Bo Dallas, Jesus, Bo <laughs> Dallas, <laughs> wow. Uh, I think I think that he'd do fantastic right now in NXT. I think he would blow up. Can I can I hot tag you real quick? No. Oh right. Okay. Ready? Let's get that graphic on hot tag. All right. What's up? Um. What's can up, you bro? imagine? I know Bo Dallas is like a. Wouldn't well, that be a ridiculous answer? But what if October fourth rolls around? Bo Dallas comes back. 
and he's Drew McIntyre shredded, would you fall out of your chair? Is that the first reaction? Or do I need to go get a new pair of pants? Because that, I would be super stoked for that. I, I'm not falling out. If I'm falling out of my chair, it's because I'm shaking too much from being so excited. And I, Bo Dallas, I mean, Bo Dallas coming back and being on our TV, I don't think you and I ever hated what he was putting out there because we just talked about commitment for retribution. Yeah. That guy committed to that Bo leave like a, like a champ. The fact that WWE gave up on it is, it, it's almost a crime. I, I do think if anything Vince McMahon should go to jail for, uh, you talk about, you know, of the, the death many, of many superstars, things. yeah, knowing information and not divulging to uh, insider trading, insider trading, uh, suggesting about... his, his son impregnated his daughter. Yeah. Disgusting. You know, for a, uh, for a storyline, but anyway, uh. <laughs> Greg, Greg says, here's the better, here, let, Greg, let me just uh, for funsies, hot tag from Greg. Uh, I like <laughs> Greg with the hot tag. Uh, what if he's Bray Wyatt fat? <laughs> I, oh. All right. No. <laughs> Equally good, Greg. I, either way, I'd be happy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say I think I want that more than Bo Dallas shredded. Uh, like he same, comes in, we're like, what? <laughs> whoa, Dallas. Like, <laughs> oh, whoa, yeah. Dallas. Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um here here we go we got uh andre's coming in andre what is up my man this is the first time i think hey andre a, a comment from you on the show uh he he's saying some are speculating that it's uh bobby good uh so bobby rude uh sorry <laughs> mm. uh the the mystery nxt champion smojo is a very good guess uh i i do like bobby rude does work because you keep getting the dolph ziggler teases of bobby coming back I just thought yeah. that he was going to come back and tag with Ziggler because Ziggler seems to be fizzing out at the um, the uh, Raw Underground a little bit there. So I don't know how long Ziggler's going to last in that. But uh, if he was doing – like, think about the solid Ziggler was actually doing for Bobby Roode to, to just fill his Twitter account with, he's coming back. I think that I think that would be kind of neat. Um uh, that's a scary. I think that's a scary one, if only because uh, it might go over like a tumbleweed. Oh, there's some people racing Hondas outside my house. Sorry. <laughs> it just happens uh, periodically uh, at like 8:40. It happens yeah. on weekdays. Um, but anyway, the uh, what I'm scared of if Robert Root tries to come back or Bob Root or you know Bobby or whatever we're going by now, Bob. Um, I'm just afraid it would be a tumbleweed. Nobody would really care. I, I think if you're going to promote something like this, it would have to be something where uh, it's a name that's still, you know, got a little panache to it, a little uh, little razzle, a little, little dazzle, a little sizzle. Um, that's why I think Samoa Joe, like, getting away from the uh, announcer desk and, um, you know, teaching some of these young bucks, you know, what it's, uh, what it's like to get in a wrestling ring with, with a real man, um, I, I think that would be the best move. I would go with Samoa Joe. I liked it too, and I think it's because um, just like then I get to I get to come back around and say, "See, guys, I was talking about Samoa Joe coming back to NXT, and I was right." 
Um, Although I really do love Greg's idea for uh, Woe Dallas uh, to, <laughs> to show up really, really fat. I love that idea. Uh, but I think ultimately, I think we can all agree, and I'd love you know everybody's thoughts here. I think, I think we're gonna be happy with whoever it's gonna be. Like if you go back past NXT champions, like um, I mean, it's not it's not gonna be Sammy, right? Uh, but let like, me. Uh... Yeah, let me hot tag you real quick, because I got yeah. one in the can. You ready? Ooh, all right, all right uh, so we've had Samoa Joe hot tag. <laughs> so Samoa Joe would be cool. What return would make you go, whoa, Matt, hot tag? Pac. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> I, all right. I like if he came back as like bastard Pac too. I like yeah. could you imagine just the the chest move? Um like there there's there's two things here. One, I'm gonna mention the blog that's coming out actually talks about how we need to get away from like this uh brand allegiance. Um it's something that I'm 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 bringing up the idea of cognitive dissonance and uh shared reality that makes us forget that we should only be supporting these pro wrestlers. So my excitement for Pac isn't me going, oh good, NXT's gonna beat AEW. No, it's that Pac probably got fucking paid to do that out the ass, and we're gonna yeah. get a damn good fucking run uh, as an NXT champion. Like right now is the time where this turns into WCW versus uh, WWE. And again, we were watching that, Mike, were we not watching both WCW and WWE every Monday? Like, we're not oh, we had no loyalty. Allegiance. We're looking for the best possible wrestling match to end every night. If Pac I'm... came back to NXT, obviously I think they'd do a bit more than, like, that one tease of October 4th. I think they'd be like, uh, we fucking nailed it, you guys. Pac's coming back. Like, I think they would just do that and say, tune in to watch Pac return to NXT. But, yeah. like... That that would be amazing. That would be the chess move to end all chess moves. Um, and I just, Amy's right I really, with us. Uh, Amy, I just can't emphasize bump, enough how little loyalty we had. Yeah, I mean, we had. I had a can of Coke in one hand and a can of Pepsi in the other. We had, we had no loyalty back then, and I don't now. <laughs> and that's, I think. So I, I saw some Twitter posts. So this is where the whole blog came from, everybody. So. I also threw in the blog post, like, I don't I don't want anybody to feel attacked by this, because if you are specifically fanning out for, like, one brand, I don't, yeah. it's not, like, a terrible thing, but I'm just trying to bring to mind, like, you, if you're going to do it, just remember to be critical of both sides, because when you start only fanning on one side, that's when you stop being critical of both sides, and things start to get a little wishy-washy, you get, and, and the list I gave... Uh, involved, you know, Matt Hardy going way too far and then letting that match continue for a, a, honestly a completely forgettable match for a guy who could possibly have just taken 10 years off of his life. Uh, you get uh, Nakamura, AJ Styles nut punch when you fan out too hard. And uh, like we, we thought that they could handle that, right? We thought WWE could handle a, main, a WrestleMania main event between AJ Styles and Nakamura. And then I also said uh, you get Wrestle Kingdom completely ignoring ignoring uh, a gender. How about that? How about an entire gender being ignored? So for everybody that would go, uh, you know, there. well, there's one wrestling brand. 
that's good. Uh, there you have it. Uh, there you go. If I so a little is that a little Jeff Goldblum uh, there? Yes, yeah. it was. Okay. Uh, uh, little tease. That blog is coming out tomorrow. I hope I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little convoluted, and it is the longest blog I've ever come out with because I did actual scientific research on cognitive dissonance and how it relates to buying a washing machine and also voting for Biden or Trump. Uh, we're all guilty of it, but I'm asking you to be more aware of it so that we're less affected by it. Well, um, we really <laughs> hate, uh, we really hate wrestling rumors, uh, like, uh, you know, Ricochet trying to quit and it's just completely baseless, uh, you know, uh, empty, it, it damages, uh, the word journalism. Um, so I guess one thing I do want to throw out in regards to Pac, as exciting as that would be, uh, I think the most boring thing is going on and there's a global epidemic and he's, uh, just stuck in the UK. So he's, he's right. not going to show up and that's why he's not on AEW, but right, before, Matt, before we get the, the mention, before we go wildly off the rails here. Um, so yeah, um, I think we're ready to do one of our favorite parts of the show, the Wednesday Night Wars, Matt. Are you ready? Oh, God, wait. Ah, oh, there's a transition. <laughs> Wednesday Night Wars. Um, <laughs> do I have music for this, too? I do. Oh, I don't even know how loud it is. Sorry, everybody, if this music's way too loud. Uh, but uh, If everybody leaves, you know it's too loud. All right. so, so here I am talking about... Uh, brand allegiance and pledging to a brand and we're talking about the war between two brands again the winners here are us it's not about one brand winning over another but we are judging the shows so that if aew loses or nxt loses these weeks they go oh okay so my show sucked i need it to be better that's why we do it we don't do it to stand up and say haha we were right vince mcmahon can line his pockets with more money not the goal. And I feel like I need to keep saying this because the last thing I want is to come out with that blog. Have it blow up and people go, hey, dipshit, you do an NXT versus AEW <laughs> segment on your show every goddamn week. Um, so uh, it sounds like I'm a little self-conscious. I, I should stop. I'm going to stop. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Yep. Right All right. Now. That was our Brothers of Discussion Michael Sarah moment of the week. All right. So here we go into the Wednesday Night Wars every week. Matt is our AEW correspondent. I, uh, excuse me, Matt is the NXT correspondent. <laughs> I just There's a lot of acronyms. There's two whole acronyms I had to get right, and I screwed them up. Matt covers NXT. I get the All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Matt, I watched both. <sighs> I got to say, in a subjective point system, I... I got to say, I think AEW took it again. I just, from bell one to the last bell of the night, there's, you know, we, we talk about it every week. Um, it's, it's a, it's an inner, as much as they, uh, and uh, uh, Eddie Kingston referenced this with uh, John Moxley back when he was Dean Ambrose, you know, you were a sports entertainer. I'm sorry, but AEW is a sports entertainment program. Um, and NXT is a wrestling show. If you don't want sports entertainment, just turn on the USA Network. NXT's right there smiling for you. If you want to see uh, Chris Jericho and, and Maxwell Jacob uh, Fart, I can't remember his last name, uh, yell at each other. Friedman. Uh, Friedman, thank you. I was going to say Fartman. Uh, just kind of have a debate where they call each other by their you know elongated first names. 
AEW's ready and raring for you. Um, and I just, I think if NXT is going to win me over uh, on a week to week basis, I just, I just need a little, a little, a little more meat in my feuds. I, 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 I hate that EO has still not really had a um, like feud for her to, you know, kind of prove herself as a women's champion. And uh, this coming takeover will be no exception to that rule because she's just going to fight somebody who happened to win a battle royal. And they're going to have roughly, you know, a week or so to build it up. And then uh, that's it. So, Matt, so if you had to pick subjectively. That's who, one way uh, to describe what happened on NXT. Uh, Mike, Candice LeRae won the fucking Battle Royal to open the night. It was fucking nuts. Oh, you had Shotzi. You had Rhea Hold Rhea. on. Is this, did we get, is this Johnny Gargano? Johnny, so excited to have you on the show. Can't believe you're here to pump up your own wife. Uh <laughs> How excited are you for Candice to be at NXT TakeOver? It's fucking amazing. Do I do the same thing? It's fucking great. She, she beat Shotzi. She beat Ripley. All right, I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're good? You're done? Yeah. All right. Matt, of the two shows, which one stood out for you? We'll reassess after, uh, but we kind of like doing a little little pre, pre-grade. I, I, I think... The sports entertainment was running hot on AEW Dynamite. I think the better opener and closer of the night was NXT. Or I should say, I, I shouldn't say closer. I should say seeing Ky- like, God damn it, because I love God damn that that Eddie Kingston. Oh my God. I know. Uh, he's so fucking good. I like. <laughs> There's there so like just to gush about him real quick like there was the match with Warhorse and we just kind of joked about that a little bit. That Eddie Kingston man that is a fun. There's a reason why Warhorse is shopping himself around with WWE and Eddie Kingston had like a sign Eddie hashtag going after after their match and it 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 blew up. That guy did you see his promo on a, on the cookie on the chocolate chip cookie? Where he almost no. brought a room to tears about chocolate chip cookies, like it was like a it was a game. It was like, can you do a promo on anything? Yeah. Well, here's a chocolate chip cookie, uh, provided by Sue, I think, um, <laughs> of the best friends. Oh, okay. I so it was just beautiful. Where he talks about like how cookies have affected him, and then he brings it around to like what else affects him in life. It it it's fucking genius. Like this guy should be coaching. And running his own, I'm, I'm sure he does, but he should be running his own wrestling program, like, uh, of teaching just promos. This guy gets it. This guy should be acting in movies. He, he's, he'd have to be typecast, absolutely. I don't trust him at all with, um, you know, any sort of character that isn't running a pizza shop. But give him a movie where he's running a pizza shop in the middle of New York. Like, this guy's fucking crazy. I, I fucking love him. I'll say this. Eddie Kingston won the night. Um, seeing Kyle O'Reilly get thrust into the championship picture is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And knowing that we're getting fucking Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT championship, Mike, that might go... We might be like set up right now to we're gonna be watching like the best 
NXT Championship match ever. Like, this is Kyle O'Reilly's shot! He's gonna main event an NXT show. Why wouldn't they give him, like, 40 minutes? This is, I like, know. he's he, going he might, to fucking he, nail it. What if he's on the pre-show? And a returning, whoa, Dallas. So, so Mike, I'm taking pro wrestling seriously. You're going you're gonna to pull that shit, huh? No, I'm just, I'm... <laughs> Let's get into um, it, Matt. Uh, every week we do the top three moments from each show. Um, I, I think uh, watching both of them, I, I have a feeling who's going to crack your top three. So would you say that AEW won, or do you like NXT better this week? Because I'm kind of... I can be swayed. I'm at like 51, 52 for AEW and like a 48, 49 NXT. This is a week where it's hard to come up with a top three. So I, that, like, that has to be said. So I, 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 think, I think at least what we got out of this week. So, Mike, here, here I come with the hot take. <laughs> you ready for this one? Sit back. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Woo! Oh, man. Hey. Your nips on Woo. fire? Uh, yeah, they are. Just <laughs> ripped a hole in my shirt. But I think that's important. I think it's very important that we have we have these nights where it's like, who the fuck won? Who had the better show when they're both good? If they're both shit, that's bad. Then we're like, why are we watching this shit? <laughs> but I think this, All is, right. this is a good night where it's tough to figure out who, who was the better show. All right, I'm ready. I'll take, you know what, AEW, we'll give you a second chair this week because NXT did have some pretty good stuff. So I'll, I'll, no, I'll open go, up. I'll go, I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll say AEW so that so at least we have, uh, we have right. somewhere to go here. Um, All right, Matt, moment number three. So we do our top three moments, and before moment number one, we always throw in the dishonorable mention. AEW's got a really easy one this week. But, Matt, moment number three. It brought you joy from NXT. So it, I just... I, I have to give a shout out because I, I can't wait for like the, the next step, but Roddy Strong and Danny Burch versus Fabian Eichner and Raul Mendoza. Um, that was a brilliant idea. I just, I, I do actually like what they're doing with Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. So that's going to take my number three. I thought Damian Priest looked really good against Austin Theory. And I think they're just going to keep burying Austin Theory. I think it has some sort of connection uh with what he's done outside of the ring anyway um <laughs> now i tweeted out uh i can't believe i can't believe that johnny gargano did not tear his scro scro when he super kicked damian priest because that it was such a heist that was one of the highest super kicks i've ever seen that actually like looked legit like yeah. not where you you do a super kick on a tall guy and you've missed but you just hope that the angles will help sell the move that that was that was a legit super kick to Damian Priest, and I do feel so bad for Johnny Gargano's scrotum, his nuts, um, everything going on there. I'm sure his taint ripped. I'm sure there's a longer asshole right now, but you know, it's for the it's for the industry, right? Not as bad as Matt Hardy cracking his skull open, but I think the scrotum is easier to repair. Um, you can put that on the line. I, I, I'm I'm for putting scrotums on the line over putting skulls on the line, so I'll, I'll go that far. But uh, goddamn, do I feel bad for his scrow scrow. But um, and the capper to all of this, like I'm not sure if you caught it, but the, but then Johnny does the arrow, 
to Damian Priest. And this is what is making it number three over uh, the, the mixed tag thing we got for the number one contenders, which is, again, brilliant idea. Then Johnny Gargano continued to do an arrow, just like Damian Priest does, and aimed it right at Damian Priest's nuts. Chef's kiss. Love. I like, I don't know if it was because he knew he just scrambled his own nuts. I don't know if that's why. But, it. I mean, it's something that if you take somebody else's taunt, like, you know, we do that in WWE 2K, like that, that is that gets you like double like chant, uh, fan chanting. You know, Rob you get way Van Dam. Wait a minute, you're not Rob Van Dam. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So when you do the Damian Priest arrow thing, and you're gonna shoot off Damian's nuts, you're number three on my list. All right, Mike. Boom. You're number three for AEW. I'm yelling way too much in a microphone. We had right uh, by my face. We had uh, we had three people prop up one of my favorite human beings on earth, uh, Kip Sabian, uh, the bad boy, uh, Janella, and of course Sun Kiss, all helping to elevate my boy Miro, uh, formerly known as Rusev. Uh, Miro looks like just emotionally reborn. Uh, he had a new enthusiasm for life, a new enthusiasm for wrestling. Um, his power moves had a little extra oomph on him. Uh, he definitely looked like, um, you know, if I may, uh, Jamal Murray slamming a dunk on LeBron's face. Like he, he looked just <laughs> that kind of like, yeah, but his LeBron was, you know, Vince McMahon, who's not in the room, but he still got to kind of, yeah, what do you think of that? You're an Aggie mother. And it just, mm, everything had a little extra stink to it. Um, the only thing is, like, all three of those guys he's in the ring with, none of them have been able to get past, like, the mid-card uh, glass ceiling um, as far as AEW is concerned. Um, you know, part of that's probably attributed to their youth because AEW's kind of kept their younger guys you know, a little bit, mm, just down, just a little below, you know, uh, like, championship material. Um, but this is about Miro. He looks reborn. He looks rejuvenated. Uh, he looks electrifying in the ring. Um, he looks shredded, man. He looks like a Julian salad out there. Um, <laughs> what is this muscle called? Are these traps? Sure. Our our only hope is if Andre knows, because I, I don't know if anybody else would if they're if they're uh, out there. But we saw it. We saw he, it. Uh, Back to the gym. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, don't pummel us, Andre. Uh, but yeah, Miro. He looks shredded. <laughs> he looks excellent. Um. Well, uh, all the superlatives the, you could ever want. And like, uh, I, I, I think he's... Uh, what? I'm going to say, uh, if you follow Andre's stories, um, <laughs> but there's a select group of pictures that are fun to look at. Um, so you tune in to Andre's stories for those pictures. He's a photographer, uh, yeah. But then you also get to see... <laughs> then you see he's working out, too. So, Andre, I'll say there's there's one part of your stories that are of a super fun to look at. Um, right, and then there's you working out. So, good good on you. Good on you, man. Um, but, yeah, do, you know, I'm tuning in. You know why. All right, uh, continue, Mike. I'm a pervert. Yeah, got to Go figure ahead. out how to get swole. Good idea, Andre. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to incorporate that into my workout. <laughs> uh, Definitely, when I see uh, Miro out there, I'm like, there's some things I should incorporate into my workout, like lifting. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I'm so, um, I'm so excited to see that this guy is employed, that he's doing wrestling. 
Um, and then it looks like, you know, he's getting prominent TV spots, opening shows. Um, just, you know, yeah. I know he's in the, he's got the mid card glass ceiling, but whew, the sky's the limit for this guy. Uh, I, I think he could be selling a lot of t-shirts. So Matt, whew, it was a big mouthful, but I'm really pumped for Miro. Matt, number two for NXT. Well, this, I mean, this kind of sucks because I already brought it up, so I won't go too deep. But, I mean, Candice LeRae winning that Battle Royal, I thought the Battle Royal was, was pretty exciting because, I mean, at the time, we didn't know who was going to win. Um, I, I I thought, you know, the eliminations of, of Shotzi and Rhea, like I I said last week, like, we're all on board for Shotzi again, right? Um, but this, this, we knew Shotzi wasn't going to win. So... Uh, Candace getting her shot. I, I'm all for battle royals. There's a reason that we go, um, we go to every Royal Rumble every year, which it looks like this is this is going to be the year we don't get to go, which is pretty sad. Uh, I know, but but uh, I'm I just I, I love them. I love the randomness of what can what can turn out, and I think it's a great way to just go. You know what? Maybe this person isn't on the greatest winning streak right now, but they're proving a lot in the ring. They're showing they can go. And um, when you're going to go up against EO, I don't think it matters how ready you are. I think she can make anybody look like gold. And this whole business is about making that that next person that you're you're facing. Like you've got to get the next group up. So I'm not saying Candice is going to win. I'm I'm saying EO is just going to make Candice look legit. And she's going to be able to carry that going forward. So good for Candice. Good for the NXT women's division. Um, good to kind of hold off, too, on, on whenever Rhea Ripley's going to get her shot at EO. Uh, which I think the more we have to wait, the more we get these opportunities where the whole roster can fight EO and Rhea's involved and she doesn't win. It's just going to make us yeah. want it more. So everything about this, uh, I think, works. Um, but Mike, you're number two for AEW. By the way, just want to let you know, Mike, we're, we are at an hour. And All right, we'll, we'll nice through these. All right, let's do it. Um, moment number two, there's a lot of contenders. Uh, you know, uh, Brody Lee fighting Orange Cassidy, but that match was, it was like a B. I, I don't think they ever really got to hit their stride till the end. And uh, mm-hmm. I, this is one I wish we could have saved till a pay per view because I think Orange deserves it. And I, I think Brody deserves um you know, it feels like he's kind of, even with the belt, feels like he's kind of, eh, you know, off to the side after his Moxley uh, title fight. Uh, I'm not going to put Cody debuting with his uh, uh, Creed Bratton, let's empty out the printer ink uh, haircut. Um, I think it was time to get rid of the bleached look, especially if Miro's going to come in and look great with the blonde hair. So, man, that means moment number two for me was the Hangman Page uh, versus Evil Uno. Um, it Whoa. wasn't quite the number one match. Evil Uno made moment number two for me, for AEW. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, a couple of hosses, you know, banging each other around. Um, and I just think I, it's like Evil Uno doesn't get enough credit, but he's just kind of, he's on the peripheral and he's just putting on kind of these, um, he's like a nimble Eric Rowan. That's how I can kind of describe him. Um, pop culturally, I have to say he's hooded justice because it's like, we don't know who the man is under the mask, but my God, he's a hero in the ring um you know he gets over with this big toothy thing and um uh kenny omega was commenting on it uh jr made a terrible joke that nobody laughed at said well looks like you got more teeth than andre the giant and i think excalibur said do you mean bigger teeth and then everybody (laughs) just moved on um (laughs) so it's just 
it's cool that Evil Uno kind of gets this spot against the Hangman uh, in a, you know, no way he's going to win the match, but um, he got to show and go toe to toe with, you know, one of the, one of the guys who's physically uh, wrestling wise at his peak in the Hangman. So yeah, it's going to, I'm going to give that moment number two. So Matt, dishonorable mention from NXT this week. And then your number one. So it served its purpose, but it was just boring. Uh, Rich Holland versus Antonio DeLuca. Um, I think ultimately I had to go back and watch this one because I missed it. Um, I I absolutely did. I have no problem admitting that. Uh, This was a squash match. So I, I like I'm going through notes of um, like what happened on the night. And then I realized, Oh, there's a match on the card. I didn't even watch. Uh, So I went back, took a look, didn't miss anything. All they're doing is pushing the character forward for Ridge Holland after he almost killed Johnny Gargano. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I guess I guess it wasn't anything where he's got a history of almost murdering people because they're still going to keep pushing him. Uh, but yeah. yeah, here we are. So number one, though, um, I think I've been already open about Kyle O'Reilly uh, getting his shot. And it's number one because of what it means going forward. And I think that I think that should always be pretty important because we always want to further uh, the stories. We want to make sure we're tuning in next week. I don't I don't like the idea that we hate the completion to a story, but we've got to tune into Monday Night Raw anyway to see somebody. Hopefully, somebody comes back to make the show interesting. No, but uh, I mean they they gave us a good ending, so we know we're gonna tune into NXT Takeover because the absolute last thing I am gonna miss. Comparing it to a Ridge Holland match, is Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor. I'm not gonna miss that. I'm sorry, baby girl, if that's my daughter who's crying at the time that match starts. You get back to sleep, cause I'm what. I'm sorry, I won't do that. But I will put it on pause and I will come back to it because I am not missing it. Um, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly is gonna be huge. I, and I, I think, ulti- like, you went into this going, like, obviously, Bronson Reed's taking this. So, I, I'm I'm not going to say we got swerved or anything, but I, I'm happy it didn't just go the obvious route. And it definitely went the route of, like, the fan favorite, because I, I think they nailed it here. Yeah. I love. I actually really love the setup of this match. Because um, when they first started doing the rules and Kushida and uh, Kyle were in the ring, Cal... Uh, that was my fa- one of my favorite parts was when uh, Kyle took a bump on the outside and the ref kind of yelled. He, he got his head between the ropes. He's like, Kyle, you all right? And just, it just sounded like a South Park moment. Um, but I just love the setup that every four minutes somebody new would come in because um, sometimes with gauntlet matches, you kind of get a feeling for who's going to, you know, kind of march their way through. But we got to make everybody look strong. So, like, they'll eliminate some people, but at the very end, right. they'll lose. Uh, but everybody kind of, you know, getting a little more chaos in there, it, you know, let everybody look strong. Um, I got to say the person who, who stood out for me outside of Kyle, of course, Cameron Grimes. I'm uh, telling you, man, um, that guy's legit. I wanted him to win the, uh, uh, the North American championship. I'm not ready to buy season tickets yet, but I'd be like, all right, I'll go to a game. Cause I, I think he's really the starting office. to understand his character Boom. and he, he uh he definitely knew how to um you know kind of get the tendrils in and be the most annoying person in this match. Um, and I think his being annoying is a it's the most interesting version of him because then it just makes me like grind my molars and root against them. And that's his whole job as a heel. So I I thought he did a really great job with that. Um, 
Yeah, just maybe moving to AEW here is, is... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe a misfire on the name, and it should have been Cameron Grinds, but it's oh, not Cameron that funny. Grimes. Just move on. Yeah, I should have moved on. So, uh, <laughs> easily, the dishonorable mention uh, was uh, a woman... Uh, who I was totally enamored with the past two weeks. And I was like, why does she not have a 20-year deal with AEW? Uh, that was Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida putting on a stanker versus Ivelisse and uh, Diamante. Wow. Uh, there were moments when there were tags and the wrong person uh, retreated after a double team back under the ropes. And I was, I was just embarrassed for everybody. Uh the wrong person went in for a, a pin and the ref had to honestly be like, no, you, you got to get up, but you're not the legal person. You just tagged out. And then the other, they had to, you know, do the passing of the guard. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. And then they'd switch and then they'd go for the roll, you know, the pin and the ref's like, we're still going to pin. All right. One, two. Oh, they kicked out. Yeah, of course they did. It took you guys a half hour to figure out who the legal woman was. Uh, and then there was just a weird, you know, in tag matches, uh, LOD was so good at this. Um, if one guy's doing the pin, uh, the other tag team partner's got to, you know, make sure that there's no run-in from the opposing team to make the save. Um, in this match, when uh, Shida was going in for the pin, uh, Thunder just kind of uh, Winnie the Pooed uh, her opponent out of the ring with kind of like a, kind of like rolling a barrel of cheese down a hill. She just kind of like went like this. There wasn't any like, Lefts and rights. There weren't any kicks. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't even a marshmallow punch. It was just kind of rolling a cheese wheel down a hill, and then they were on the outside, and she'd have got the win. Um, so I don't want to rain thunder on this match, and uh, I guess I've already done that. But I just couldn't believe how bad it was. Um, but man, moment number one, there's no doubt it was Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Eddie, they they put a title on the line like we needed an extra rooting interest, um, and all they had to do was be like. All right, just shut up when the knife edge chops. Knife edge chops start. Uh, Eddie obliterated Moxley's chest. Oh my God, uh, Matt! I'm gonna throw a hot tag your way. Uh, does this immediately put Eddie um, in the uh, uh, the upper elite of knife edge choppers? I'm talking Ric Flair. I'm talking Walter. I'm talking Chris Benoit. I'm talking Roddy Strong. So I'm throwing some legends. I'm throwing in some young guys. Do you put Eddie up there now? After hearing that um, god awful thunderclap on John Moxley's chest, well, I'm sure there's there's probably like indie wrestling fans who have already put him there. Uh, but I, I, so that's all I've seen. So I, I, I got, mean, I if a tree wait. falls in the indie ring and there's no one around to hear it, does it really count? I'm sorry. Absolutely, no, I'm gonna yeah. wait till the trees and on my TV and falls and hits right. John Moxley in the chest. No, I. And I, I've experienced this on, on Twitter as I try to get to know people from uh, the pro wrestling side of things. I'm getting to know people on the hockey side of things. And people getting upset about things that you just don't know. I don't understand. So um, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. I'm sure he's not watching this because he's not a pro wrestling fan. But I said, um, I said we, we, there's a, you know, uh, Tim... We've been saying Tim Stutzel. It's yeah. Stutzela. Stutzela? In, in hockey. Right. Oh, Mike, that's we didn't delightful. Know I love Stutzela. Right. That's way more so, fun to say. I, it's ridiculous that you can't just not know a thing and learn it later. Uh, but I'm going to say right now, based on what I know about Eddie Kingston, that was fucking ridiculous what we watched. It was fucking great. And I already, like, you know, 
shoved my nose straight up his his b-hole uh earlier in the show so i can't imagine anybody's like why aren't you shoved further up his crack this is ridiculous eddie's been around for years you should be all the way up his rectum um but i'm a huge fan and i want the whole world for him but right now no i'm not ready to do that uh for all i know uh... Can you do that voice one more time? Because you definitely turned into Stadler and Waldorf uh, from the Muppets. <laughs> just for just for a minute, you sounded just but, like him. It was pretty good. Now I'm gonna try and do a Stadler and Waldorf, and it's not gonna sound great. <laughs> <laughs> you should have your whole head up there. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Right. Well. Um. Uh, I guess that's the top three for the Wednesday Night Wars. Let's try and do a Blitzkrieg here with the. Uh, the clash of the champion, golden clash, chap, clash to champions match card. Um, just another another week, another pay per view for WWE, Matt. Uh, you want to sprint through the card real quick? Yeah. Um, I, real quick. Uh, I just we had a typo earlier, and it looked like we were calling out Amy because of my typo, but uh, and I know Amy, I'm messaging her right now, but. Amy, you know, we love you to death. Uh, so it just, it has to be said. And I, I, I'm typing to her right now. I feel terrible about the typo because the typo makes it look like we're telling like Amy that she's ridiculous. And it, it, it's insane. It's perfect. It's a perfect typo to make it look like we're attacking Amy. But I was actually talking about the likes of Dave Meltzer. But um, yeah, let's, let's, let's jump into this. Uh, so now I, I honestly, I'm, I have a huge pit in my stomach because I went back and saw the typo and it could not look more awful. Uh, but Amy, you have to know that we love you to death and I am never sick of what you have to say. Um, and now she's probably hearing this. So as we message online, but um, quick note, everybody, if uh, you want to message us and talk wrestling anytime during the week, uh, find us on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere. Uh, we're happy to chat. champions mike uh let me jump into hey there's a transition all right anybody that's looking for their comments they are now above me here um and then uh we'll be talking about you can see the match we're talking about will be in the center of the screen uh so mike guess what we're talking first uh we're not talking the raw women's championship match. that's the uh, only one talking... i wanted to see well, too bad. Damn it. Uh, we're talking the Street Profits versus uh, Andrade and uh, uh, Angel Garza. I always want to call him on hell. Uh, but yeah, Angel Garza, Andrade versus the Street Profits. Um, Street Profits are, are going here. This this is not an opportunity for. Uh, I mean, they just beat. Are they? Did they really just have the Street Profits beat Nakamura and Cesaro clean, only to have them lose the title the next week? I don't think so. So I, it's street profits all the way. I I, I can't I can't imagine um, like uh, a division of sports more mismanaged than WWE's main roster tag teams. It's just it, like Andrade and Angel have no credibility, and if they if the street profits lose, that's the only team they have with credibility. So they can't afford to lose their only tag team right now. The street profits are easily winning this match. 
Um, I guess that takes us to our other tag team match. Uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro versus Lucha House Party. Uh, I think they just made my point with the booking of this match. Uh, absolutely, Lucha House Party has zero credibility, and Nakamura and Cesaro almost have some. You can't sacrifice what little credibility you have in the SmackDown tag division by letting Lucha House Party get a fluky victory over uh, the former multi-time NXT champ and one of the greatest uh, physical wrestlers of all time in Cesaro. So, no, there's no chance for Lucha House Party. I'm sorry. Lucha House Party is winning this, and I think there's a very good chance that Nakamura is one of the guys heading back to NXT. But um, I, I will say there's a less chance of that, but they've really been building up Lucha House Party really well on, on SmackDown. So, I am not going to be surprised when that happens. I think they've been doing a good job wow. getting us prepared for this. So I, I think there's a very good shot. Now, Mike, wow. you are not in charge of what match we talk about next because you're screwing up my slideshow. Um, we are talking uh, Bobby Lashley and Apollo Crews next, which <laughs> I look like an idiot right now. And everybody watching on YouTube is like, why is this rock picture up while he's talking? Um, <clears throat> all right, Mike. The Hurt Business is taking this one, um, and they better take it. The only way that that Apollo Crews takes this and Bobby Lashley loses is if MVP is going to turn some sort of Paul Heyman, Big Show, Brock Lesnar story here, and he's going to turn his back on Bobby Lashley and just go, you know what, Apollo Crews knows where it's at, and Apollo has been you know, talking to MVP behind the scenes, and this is where this relationship starts to uh, blossom. So I... Somehow the Hurt Business is winning this. Uh, but I, I'm going to say the easier path is just let Bobby Lashley hold on to it. I think he has all the talent in the world. I think the chase for Apollo Crews is better, and I think Apollo Crews will just find more success once he sides with uh, the Hurt Business. I mean, the Hurt Business is one of the, the best things going for WWE. Uh, writing, producing camera wise everything's just clicking on all cylinders for them uh vocally in the ring i don't want them to have less championships i want them to have more championships i want them to run the show on mondays um and you you can't get started with that by um you know letting apollo cruz uh get a, a measure of revenge that it's not time for that it's time to build up the hurt business if anything they need to be stronger than ever Matt, give me bob lashley all day all right, next on the list, Mike, we have our, oh, so deserved uh, kickoff show. Slash S. Sar sarcasm. That's uh, That did not work. Mm. Jesus Christ. Uh, that was so dumb. I said slash S. All right, I will never do that again, I promise, but we're talking Asuka versus uh, Zelina Vega, which are, they might just not be confident enough in Zelina at this point. Um which I think that's what this means, obviously, right? It's not like they're saying Asuka doesn't know what's up because she's been in ton of main... She's made evented pay-per-views, so... Um, yeah, let's, let's I mean, how, how um, rough can she be? I, I, so, I mean, we've seen um, oh, Pat shit, McAfee uh, do a match. We've seen uh, Dominic Mysterio come out with, uh, uh, you know, really bizarre expectations like you know he's the son of wrestling royalty and then uh we're 22 year old kids it's just a little nepotism here um so i mean if they're scared of her putting out a clunker uh she's in the ring with asuka who's gonna take care of her um and i mean you know we've seen people who are just yeah you know kind of mouthy and maybe not the greatest wrestlers of all time i 
I'm just bummed because this is the one match I really, really oh, wanted to see. And knowing it's on the pre-show, that means it's definitely got a short uh, lifespan. It's going to be, you know, seven to 12 minutes tops. Um, and, you know, Zelina's not going to be taken seriously. She's going to get destroyed. So Andre says they should switch this out for the uh, Street Profits tag match. I'm all for it. Uh, I, I totally agree because they obviously are not giving enough time to the to the tag team championships uh i think they're really building up the street profits but that's there's a huge difference between that and building up a storyline for the tag championships so I, i'm right there with you andre that that is probably the best pick you could do uh because you don't want to do bobby lashley and apollo cruz because the hurt business is fucking killing it uh business is booming as mb mvp would say uh so yeah uh, closer to the the end of the night for for that match so Totally agree with you there, Andre. I think that is the absolute perfect pick. All right, uh, Mike, I just realized that when I type to people on our chat, I have hotkeys to move our slideshow forward, so it already moved forward. Um, and we are talking Bailey and Nikki Cross now. I love Nikki Cross. She's not winning this. I, th I mean, we're, we're leading up eventually to Bailey versus Sasha. So it, do it doesn't matter who Bailey faces until that point. Um, so I'm going, I'm going Bailey and this will be a great match, but it's going to be Bailey. I got to tell you, Matt. Um, I, yeah, we don't have to put a lot of thought into this match. Bailey's going to destroy her. Um, unless, you know, for some unexplainable reason they think it's a good idea for like sasha to interfere and you know force bailey to lose I, I just i love nikki i just don't think that you know running the show as the champ is the best for business um i i, I the less said about this match the better i, I don't think that it's going to go anywhere for for either person this is definitely like you know a mid-pay-per-view match all over it but before we go any further matt i God, the way yeah. this is shaping up, there's going to be zero championships trading hands so far what we've booked. And uh, I, I feel pretty confident about that. And the scary part is the one that I think has the biggest opportunity to do that. Well, next we're talking, I, I'm pretty sure this has nothing to do with what you just said. We're talking Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Jeff Hardy going at it in a triple threat, right? All right, cool. Go I'm in. just excited to see Sami Zayn on TV again. Mike, this I loved your McIntyre. I absolutely love that Roman Reigns is with Paul Heyman. So this is nothing against that. This is going to be match of the night. It's right. got a chance. So, uh... It's it's got a chance. I just uh, I, I guess the only reason I'm I'm not more excited about it is with traditional rules, it would have a higher chance of. Um, success uh for Sami Zayn, and that's who i want to leave as my champion um and i have a feeling that his wonderful uh uh will ferrell covid uh red fro is going to be wasted and aj or jeff hardy's going to walk away the champ i'm going to be really bummed i really want Sami Zayn. i know that that's the way it should go but I, i'm going jeff hardy i i, I think they're just they, they've gone too deep and i guess his song is coming back out i did tweet out I think Matt Hardy's solo song is better than No More Lies, but uh, that didn't go so hot on Twitter. Um, I, then I was not, I was trolling just to get people, I, I was kind of thinking, like, what's going to get people to retweet this and call me stupid? But I do, I picked the, I picked a thing I believe. <laughs> like, 
I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's so goofy. Like, I, I don't need to hear Jeff Hardy singing. All right. Uh, next match. Mike, we've got uh, the women's tag championship match of, uh, yeah, Nia and Shayna going at it against, uh, do we still call it the Riot Squad at this point? I, I don't. I, I don't are know. Are we done with that? Um, it's. Uh, That's what uh, the WWE listed it as. I, oh, they did? I mean, yeah. I thought we were kind of, you know, it's. Uh, it's, you know, Istanbul, I mean, not Constantinople. I, I thought yeah. we'd move past that a little bit. Um, they uh, they do have matching gear again. Uh, I don't know if right. you saw that they they uh, they shared a uh, Halloween Town uh, Beetlejuice costume uh, between the two of them. Um, and I, I really wish that Nia and Shayna would would get on the same page and do something similar. Um, I love I love the Riot Squad. Uh, but again, I, I just can't see them winning. It's this yeah, is this, this is about Nia and Shayna continuing to dominate until some some you know new mega power uh, comes out of the earth uh, to dethrone these women, or they just start punching each other for some reason, you know. And I have to throw out there, Andre saying to match of the night is that triple threat still relevant because we're talking the match card, so I don't care that we move past that triple threat. That that's still. Like anybody that thinks a match we're talking about is going to be match of the night, throw it out there. But uh, that triple threat is going to be match of the night. All right. So now we've got uh, uh, you could say, right. They they've called Roman and Ooze, so I was going to say Ooze versus Ooze, but uh, Roman versus Jay. Yeah. I mean, does this does this match wet your noodle? I you know it's it's cute that Jay's getting a shot, but he's not winning. Cute. The That's only... so mean. <laughs> I will say the one thing they've done because uh, I still I, I I don't I don't feel like I've seen a news source that I um, believe um, explain to me what is going on with Jimmy because the one way this match gets a little extra intrigue for me is if we see a little twin magic, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Like the Bella. Oh boy. Um... Yeah, like Roman lays out Jay with a spear, but he rolls out of the ring. Oh no. He looks so tired. Oh, but it's Jimmy. Oh, no. And Jimmy with the super kick. There's a super Jimmy fly. And, you know. So I'm, um, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of jump on what Andre just said here. So he he's still sticking with uh, the triple threat being um, match of the night. Match of the night. Yeah. Roman versus Jay, though, he's super looking forward to. I think this, is, this has that potential to kind of go the same route as how excited I am for Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Because there's no way Kyle O'Reilly is going to beat Finn Balor. But that match is going to be fucking amazing. Jay knows what he's doing. Like, how many times has he been match of the night for a tag team championship match that's been, like, on the kickoff show? So this is an opportunity for him to face Roman, and you know they know each other. Like, this is going to be stuff where they could probably put on a good match but with just, like, looks at each other. Like, they're just going to be able to do, like, the right sort of eye contact and they're going to know what's next um mike i, you know I think this is going to be a chef's kiss i think it's going to be mwah, perfecto uh not as good again i i completely agree with uh andre i almost called it andre i almost called you andrade i completely agree <laughs> with andre like the triple threat is going to be match of the night tranquilo number two yeah you know what i'll say about this one um no i don't that the drama it of the win loss is out of it for me but like much in the same way that first time we saw Brock take John Cena to Suplex City, 
I think it might be really interesting for Jay to put up like a, a really good fight and Roman to just snap and destroy his brother. Um, I, I think that would be like must see TV to see Roman evolve as a heel. You just got, I, it moved. Okay. A lot of people know what that means, but I just said that would be the, uh, that this would make that match of the night. I don't care if it's 10 seconds long. If he squashed Jay and made it look ugly. And, and like, who's going to do that for Roman to, to elevate him to like God status. Fellow Oose. Goddamn. Mike, we need to get you into that writer's room. That has, Mike, that's got, that was a spoiler. That was, you just went Paul Heyman level on that. I, I love that. He should absolutely destroy Jay. I do, yeah. like, I'm predicting that we would see something where Jay can really show off as a singles competitor, but holy shit, if he just, like, annihilated Jay. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say right now. That is the best way to book this match and make it look I ugly. I think we, make it, we make would... Make you go, like... <gasps> yeah, we. I mean, we would be, like, the first Fiend match, like, just jaw drop, like... Yeah. Wow. He's not just the big dog. He's, like, a big mean dog. Stop it! He's already dead. Um, did we get to the last match of the night, Matt? I know you saved We're it. Uh, so, yeah, we've got the ambulance match of Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Last one we're talking here for the show. Um, Alright. So the takes online are that Randy's going to take this and he's going to get another notch on that title count. And the reason they're doing an ambulance match is so that they can kind of do something fuzzy. You know, maybe this is an opportunity to get some sort of old faction together. Maybe this is, you know, some way for Randy to cheat to get the win so that Drew stays yeah. strong, but Randy gets that title count to go up. Um, I'm kind of okay with that. If that happens, I'm okay. And and when I, when I heard that, I said that makes a lot of sense. I think I it would be so shitty as a huge drew mcintyre fan that everybody holds on to their title pretty much forever and it would be like the one guy who doesn't is is drew mcintyre but i i think i think taking the title off him now is is like it's a move for drew mcintyre it's something where we're not going to get into that realm of going we talked about the dark knight rises earlier i'm going to talk about the dark knight here uh we don't want him to keep that title so long that he does become the villain that people just start, you know, uh, maybe from home or on Twitter, but giving him the go home booze because they want to see the title on somebody else. Um, Drew, I will say in the grand scheme of things has not had this title long, but he's not going to lose any credibility. If he goes down to Randy in an ambulance match, like he's not going down for the one, two, three, he's not tapping. He's fine. So I, I think this could be an opportunity. Maybe drew goes down and he's going to take some time off television because he got really banged up in this ambulance match. I'm cool with that, too. And if they have plans to finally go back and do a live WrestleMania, maybe that's where Drew makes his comeback, you know, maybe in a Royal Rumble fashion and gets another shot at his title um, and gets another opportunity to, like, really own a WrestleMania moment. That I'm, I'm a huge fan of. So, to, to like, from that perspective... I'm cool with it being handled that way. And we still know that he has a broken jaw that needs to be fixed. 
Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a legit injury. So he might need to step away for a little bit to, uh, to get that fixed up. And he's the kind of guy that's saying like wrong for like, in my opinion, if you're hurt, drop your title, they can figure it out. Um, I don't need guys who are already hurt to, to go out there, but as a hockey fan, I do know that guys have played with broken jaws, played hockey with broken jaws for months at a time. So as as wrestling goes, as hockey goes, like broken jaws seem to be pretty low on the list. I've never had a broken jaw. I don't want a broken jaw. Just not ranked too high on, on the pain side of things. If you can go out there and get checked into the boards and not, you know, immediately go, oh! So there's got to be... There's some aspect to that where I think maybe the jaw's not too bad, but he doesn't want to get it fixed. I'm going Randy Orton. I, I'm glad you went first, if only because I know Drew is you know your favorite guy in the whole world, and it was one of the best moments of your life when he won the Royal Rumble, and then at WrestleMania he you know got to look at the camera and talk about how much he loved you in particular, Matt, for being his fan. Um, I could honestly see Drew being the champion until uh, we figure out COVID. I don't think that he's going to lose to Randy. I think that this is one of the only matches that they've booked properly where it feels like, whoa, this could really go either way. Like a storyline like this is what EO needs um, where, you know, you're not, you're not quite sure who has the upper hand and it's not, it's not a sure thing that the champ is just going to walk out easily um, I just think they've invested so much in McIntyre that they have to keep coming up. Like now that he can, you know, easily topple Brock Lesnar and kick out of all of his, you know, F fives and suplexes and, um, you know, look strong doing it. I, I don't think they're willing to, uh, throw that away right now as great as Randy Orton has been. Um, you know, if you want to talk about two wrestlers who've, um, just look, you know, um, uh, uh danny zuko in greece just electrified one is miro and one is randy orton um i think he really likes should that be a drop like we've got the hot tag i kind of got the danny zuko (laughs) electrifying like i want to i kind of want to hear john and then just and then hit the hit your knees and just get electrified all the way down to the ground yeah um yeah, Randy, he looks like he's having a blast out there with Drew. Um, I think the only way Drew loses is if he is legitimately injured. If he's not, uh, this is the guy who runs the show. He's been doing a great job doing it, and I, I don't I don't know if seeing commercials with Randy Orton just kind of doing that snake sneer over his shoulder is, is really moving the needle for anybody but Vince right now. Uh, I, I think they've just done such a great job making it look like Drew's going to lose that this match has a lot of intrigue. But this brings me to my one point, man. Of all these point? matches, the big point of all these <laughs> matches, this is the only one where I kind of have a little um, uncertainty about who's going to win. This is the I, only one where I honestly see like a belt being dropped. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you because you'd think that Drew would hold on to it forever, but I'm take, I'm picking Randy. Uh, Andre says, I wouldn't be mad if Randy wins this match. Um, you know, he agrees with us. It's not going to hurt his credibility at all. Uh, so Andre, again, I I think, uh, you and I are going to have to grab a beer sometime, uh, because we're just going to be going like, oh my God, no, I totally agree with you because we're just going back and forth here. But I, I, I think that is kind of how everybody's feeling right now. Like it just, is kind of like, all right, 
we're not doing this once a year. Randy holds the belt. It's been a, quite a while. And um, man, he we, we've seen him take forearms to the head till his head exploded from Brock Lesnar. So I think I think we're cool with it, right? Like, and and he's doing great work right now. So title 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 away if need be. But obviously, I mean, I, I Drew McIntyre to me is easily the best champion out there. Um, close is Moxley, but I, I just don't see the confidence uh, in and swagger that Drew McIntyre has with a Moxley. So I mean, he is absolutely the best champion that's out there right now. I've no, I don't think Mike, since we've been doing this show, we've had a champion that I am this like behind. Like I, I mean, it. It's 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 perfect. Um, what about the Kabuki Warriors? Well, they can't be WWE Cross, champions. Bliss um, Cross Applesauce. Come on. Oh, uh, like a main event champion? Um, yeah. Give me Asuka. Oh Jesus! All right, I know where this is going. Um, <clears throat> so notes that we missed as we were giving our picks. Amy did say, Mike, because of what you said. And I totally agree with Amy here, too, about Roman and, and Jay. She never thought she'd be excited for anything Roman Reigns, but now she is because she wants to see she wants to see that brutality. She, she wants to see <laughs> Roman adopt the, the Rhea Ripley entrance song and just rip Jay a new one. I, Mike, I'm telling you, this is what Clash of Champions should be remembered for, like Roman just kicking the hell out of uh, Jay. And nothing against Jay, but that would be amazing. Like, for Roman, um, you know, now that he's the big dog and he runs the yard, for him to just destroy Jay, and then he rolls out a casket and buries him. So for I'm going to do I'm gonna do a solid to Amy here. Uh, you get the last thought of the night. Uh, she does say, going back to McIntyre, uh, he is one of the best champions of all time and uh, makes her sick, uh, proud to be 60% Scottish. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, that, actually, uh, no, we have a fun fact about Amy we're going to have to bring up. Um, we're going to have to kilt it up when we when we see her again and go uh, attend some pay-per-views. Um, I, I, I mean, I think everybody knows I totally agree with that. Uh, and I, I think that's the best way to roll off into the sunset, Mike. Let's do it. All right. Everybody find us at BOD Podcast on Twitter. You can find BOD find us uh, through BODpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, if you're listening now, uh, so this usually go, this goes live Thursday night, and uh, it will be available to you, you know, while uh, you're on your morning Friday morning commute, head on over to brothersofdiscussion.com or BODpodcast.com to check out our new blog that will be going up that afternoon uh, that will uh, go over wrestling fandom, brand allegiance why that's bad um kind of thing so i i just want to bring i I want you to have some self-awareness when you defend things that your favorite brand does uh because they all kind of suck um support the wrestlers uh we'll we'll just keep i'll I'll just keep touting that uh but find us on youtube as a brothers of discussion please uh subscribe you're not going to miss the show if you do that you can also catch us live we've got the facebook we've got the live discussion group that is absolutely booming uh, I, and I do apologize because I actually wanted to have 
a uh, a shout out to everybody that's really tearing it up in there but um that is the live wrestling discussion group with spoilers brought to you by bodpodcast.com we wanted to shrink that down so it's more about the live wrestling discussion but everybody that's in there i absolutely love what you're doing in there it is so much fun to talk this it's so great to open up facebook in the morning and to see there's another fun conversation to be had um and i think I think that's it, but if you could go to your favorite podcast listening source and make sure whatever you can do in regards to rating and reviewing us, it does help us in the standings. The absolute best one is Apple Podcasts. If you head on over to Apple Podcasts, uh, throw in a, a five stars, let everybody know why you are listening to the Brothers of Discussion. We hope it's because we are fun to listen to and because uh, now the show is interactive, uh, you can't beat that. And uh, any other podcasts, there, uh, they're, not, they're not doing it. We're doing it. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, let's sail off with that uh, with that good old um, theme song that is right now.